If you knew me, you would know that I'm a mad scientist. Hi, I'm Leah Parker Belker, a T22, and this is If You Knew Me, a grassroots podcast dedicated to celebrating diversity, equity, and inclusion at the Tuck School of Business at Dartmouth. This podcast was born out of a desire to deepen student connections and foster a culture of belonging here at Tuck. In this show, I sit down with my peers to get to know them on a more personal level. Guests on If You Knew Me share something about themselves that only their close family and friends know. My hope is that by allowing ourselves to be vulnerable with one another, we build greater trust, understanding, and empathy within our community. Hi, I'm here today with Vish Mehta at T22. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, so, okay, I'm sure a ton of our listeners want to know, what is a mad scientist? Well, I, in my previous life, I used to be a scientist. So I used to work in a lab, working on creating new materials, new plastics, and hoping to bend the laws of physics. Got it. Okay. And so now that you're um, here at Tuck, what does that look like for you day to day? When you're well, not when you're not studying for <laughs> capital markets. Well, so I've, I've traded my eight hours a day working in a research lab, burning things to hoping to get a creative outlet some other way. So I spend whatever free time I get either in the kitchen trying to bake things or cook something new to kind of get the same chemistry vibe or making some multimedia art uh, that takes scientific principles and makes it look pretty. Mm, okay, so which one do you want to talk about first? The kitchen? Ooh, let's do kitchen. That's, with Thanksgiving, that's been top of mind for me. <laughs> so are we talking about like different recipes, different, or what kind of food are we talking about? Ooh, that's, that's a good question. So it, both uh, cooking and I think some people already know that my partner and I are very big into making custom ice creams these days. So I, I, I would say my partner is a, is a great uh, what do you call it? a partner in crime for, for this hobby of mine <laughs> uh, we have been re- going really deep into making different kinds of ice cream especially um, latest creation was ginger ginger so um, fresh ginger dried ginger how do we do this uh, crystallized ginger yeah um, and we thought that would be perfect for Thanksgiving because of all the fat and sugar that we were having that day uh, might as well go all out Pretty much. Uh, and then right after that was cardamom with candied oranges. Ooh. Did you make the candied oranges? Yep. Yeah. So we wow. we figured out how to make candied oranges. Didn't know you could do that. That was fun. Um, and then, yeah, we made a cardamom base with a... Put, candied orange chunks in there. Yum. And so when did this um, hobby passion start? So this is something that my partner was really interested in and loved making ice cream. And I love ice cream in general. Like as a kid. <laughs> You're a consumer. Oh, massive consumer. As a kid, that was my favorite thing to do. So, uh, and even now. Uh, and I really like making weird flavors and figuring out how they all interact because making ice cream is like chemistry. Right. So how when you add sugar to something how that interacts with other parts and how that makes something creamy or fluffy or light um, or stodgy so it's really trying to figure out that scientific aspect 
Mm. Um, and that's what keeps me interested, plus the eating part. It sounds like Ginger was a huge success. Oh, yeah. Are there sometimes huge failures? Oh, God. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> The great thing about science is that your hit rate just needs to be about 10% for it for you to look nice and very 10%? Glorious. Oh, that's what I'm... That's, that's a very what precise number. <laughs> just enough where people don't cut the funding for you. Uh, so um, we, made, oh, we made this toasted rice with coconut and mango. Okay. It was based on this Thai dessert that we really like. It was an unmitigated disaster. We didn't strain the rice, so it was grainy. The ice cream was grainy. Uh, the coconut was burnt, uh, and then the mango froze. <laughs> so you were eating <laughs> grainy ice cream with with icy chunks of mango, and you couldn't taste anything. It was too sweet. Did you uh, throw it away? Give, oh, it, to no, your, we, give we, it to your enemy? No, no, no. We ate it. We, we don't. We are not that proud. <laughs> And um, I know this because you, you've showed me, but you have a pretty extensive way that you rate your ice creams. Oh, yes. That's also part of being a scientist. Where You, you know, the difference, uh, it was in Mythbusters where they said this, where the difference between playing around and science is recording it. Documentation. It's documentation, okay. exactly. So we created this nice form where we rate everything on texture, feel, taste, the level of sugar, Oh, like a health, like a health. No, we just factor? don't like to, we just don't like too sweet okay. desserts because oh, then it just okay. yeah, it just feels you feel gross at the end of it. Uh, so we rate it across different things. We have a star system. We have comments on what we can do better. It's a whole system, and we are in process of making it a massive Google sheet. I was gonna say because I remember when you showed it to me, it was on your phone, and I was like, mm -hmm. this doesn't feel that official. <laughs> oh yeah, no, we we are we are working on a Google form kind of thing, which takes uh takes input from Airtable, and it's gonna be a nice catalog, and we're making logos for all for all our ice creams. We're going going all out. Can you give us a sneak peek of what's to come? What what the next flavor is? <sighs> we are currently in a rut. You're in a rut. We are coming up with Ice creamed ideas. out. We, not, that's, that's not true. That will never happen. It's just <laughs> we haven't updated our list recently, mm -hmm. but we, we, or we are close enough to Christmas break, and we were going to New Jersey to get specialty flavors that Hannaford over here does not have, sadly. And the next ice cream might be something to do with your, uh, with your name. So for context, everyone, I've been trying to get them to, now I sound very conceited, but name, <laughs> but, um, name an ice cream after me, after my initials. There might have been bribes involved for this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> LPB. So, so can you give us an, a hint on one of the ingredients? The P might be pineapple. Ooh. <laughs> Okay. That's easy to find over here. My mind initially went to Hawaiian pizza, and I'm like, I hope that's not my, <laughs> my ice cream flavor. I actually do like Hawaiian pizza, which is an unpopular opinion, but... <laughs> Hawaiian pizza is only acceptable when there is jalapenos involved. Okay. I've never had it, but I, I wouldn't knock it. You need jalapenos with pineapple. Only way to balance it. Hmm. Uh, also, we the side, of, uh, the side effect of us being so into cooking and ice cream is that we have now become the, the food channel critics where we are very snobby about the food that we make. 
Um, I think there's nothing wrong with high yeah. standards. <laughs> exactly. It's continuous improvement. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, so so we've talked a little bit about the kitchen mad scientist Vish. Now, what's the, um, you were saying material scientist? Yes. So this is a harder one to explain. Right. So what, what really happened is, or what really happens is that I love reading about science, about all the cool materials and new processes that exist in the world of chemistry. Okay. And I want to try them out hmm. myself. Okay. So I was able to procure some of those materials. We don't want to know why or how. Yes, we were able to procure some materials to make my house into a mini lab as when needed. Um, and I started working on these cool things, or what I find cool, that I can hang on a wall or display it. In like my physical house. art. Exactly. Okay. Um, and what I realized is that I am awful at painting um, <laughs> or drawing or anything like that. So I started doing projects that, such as melting this metal that solidifies in its in a very intricate, almost cyberpunk fashion. Yeah. It can take any cool. color from like chrome to dark blue and makes these almost tesseract kind of structures which looks really cool. Uh, also decided to age a bunch of pennies, so make brand new pennies look green or blue or black by putting it into an oven with different chemicals uh, and now made it look like LA, uh, or at least put it on a, uh, on a portrait. Uh, the other one was put a bunch of glass on a canvas and the way the light reflects on it mm. makes it look like a very trippy, uh, colorful painting almost. So I did all that. Uh, it's really hard to explain. The best way to find out is, uh, shameless plug over here. <laughs> Follow my I'm Instagram. <laughs> uh, it's at Vishrut M, uh, V-I-S-H-R-U-T-M. Uh, I think that's the best way to really see what I'm talking about. Um, but that's a really good way for me to let out the creative juices. That sounds so wrong. I'm going to take it back. Uh, <laughs> no, it doesn't. No. Creative juices are flowing. And what what inspired you have? Is this just something you work on daily? Like these are projects you just slowly work on daily? Or do you have moments of like creativity? Or do you do it when you're trying to, when you're trying to release... I don't know, creative energy? It's, it's really more of a, a moment of madness in a way. Okay. Uh, where I'm just sitting, thinking of, you know, look, looking out outside the window, seeing what's happening and just come up with an idea like, oh, that would be really cool. My next project is going to make a pinhole camera okay. and put it on the window and put it there for a year and plot how the sun sets and sunrises across the day yeah. and how that impacts the photographic film and see what that looks like. So you'll have, will, is this like a constant? Yep, it'll be constantly wow. exposed throughout the day uh, and you want it to be a small dark camera so that it doesn't take too much light in. Mm. And since the days and, or the summer days and winter days are so different, you'll be able to see a stark change in the pattern of the sun as it rises and sets every day. That's awesome. Uh, very bold, 
unproven technique, but we will see. My mind instantly goes to logistics, which I'm embarrassed about. But does this, <laughs> does this mean that you'll have to do something to it every day? No, just let it be. Can un- you leave town? Yeah, so I will put it. <laughs> I will put it in the window. Okay. And just let it do, or let it be for an entire year. So as long as I don't move it, it'll be fine. It'll be fine as long as Hector doesn't. Your dog doesn't yeah. knock it over. Yes. Uh, okay. So it will be out of reach, stuck somewhere. Um, maybe yeah, go to the woods around where I live and just put it there. Very cool. Very cool. Well, are there any other projects you're working on that you want to share? Anything else about this very cool uh, hidden talent you have? Ooh, that's oh, that put me puts me on a spot. That's <laughs> hard hitting questions I, here. I, I, I would put it the, uh, a different way. If you have any ideas and <laughs> if you are curious to bring some weird idea to reality, either ice cream based or art based, please reach out to me and let me know. Oh wow, a future collaboration. I can see it happening. Um, All right, to end, Vish, what is your dream home and where is it located? Ooh, so this marries my nerdiness with my uh, Netflix watching habits. Uh, so there's this TV show on Grand Design uh, called that Grand Designs. Uh, that's on Netflix. It's a great show, and it's about people building their houses from scratch mm-hmm. uh, and th- doing it in their the way they envision it. So the way I would want to do it is have a house in LA. Uh, for those who have been to LA, think Getty Villa, Ooh. right there, mm-hmm. facing the beach, a little bit perched on a hill. Um, uh, a house that has just the right level of roofing, so there is passive cooling happening, so you don't need to really have AC and have very good insulation to not pay electricity bills. Boom, sustainability. Also would use a lo- this really cool type of concrete, which uh, is an, sequesters carbon dioxide, and it also is very, very uh, what do you call smooth Mm. so that way you can have a nice urban what do you call what's that whatever hipster look that people after the industrial look that while being very eco-friendly so that that's a dream home so you haven't really thought about this question at all never never (laughs) Uh, it's not like I spend evenings on Zillow trying to find a house that resembles this um. <laughs> so now it feels like Vish, you're looking for any future architect- architects. Yes. Oh my. So I was thinking of going into the construction industry right after this uh, and pairing up with an architect to build these cool houses. Um, if anyone knows of a cool architect, <laughs> also let me know. Really, this is a two-way street, guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Vish. This is awesome. Thank you so much. And I'm really excited about listening to the other episodes. Awesome, yeah. All right, talk to you later. Adios. Thanks for listening to this episode of If You Knew Me. Please check out our other episodes to support and learn more about other techies. Special thanks to my TP, Alex Mitko, for helping edit these episodes. If you have any questions or feedback on the podcast, or if you want to be featured in a future episode, please contact us at tuck.if.u.new.me.podcast at tuck.dartmouth.edu.